0: Welcome. To Cogill wine and film a perfect pairing. I'm film critic Gary Cogill, and today a lively conversation about a recent magical trip to Mendoza, Argentina. It includes a cooking class over open flames, an encounter at the airport car rental counter, <laughs> and flying almost eye level over the highest mountain in the Western Hemisphere.
1: I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill. This rather remarkable trip also included some amazing meals paired with local Argentine wines. Some of the beautiful, most beautiful places that I. I've ever stayed, mm-hmm. all set in the foothill of the Andes Mountains right before harvest. I am so excited. We finally had an, uh, an Argentine experience. So this here.
0: goes back for years, ever since I've known you. Yeah. And uh, you you came to me years ago, and you said, I've been wanting to take you to Argentina since your first to trip.
1: Mendoza in particular. And of
0: all the places in the world that you've been, why why Mendoza?
1: I just... And it was, it was interesting, you know, sometimes you worry going back how... Uh, will, will it be the same kind of experience that you had when you first um, when you first were there? Right. I think it was almost 15 years ago. Because the expectations are so high. So high. And it was such a fantastic trip that, that I had had. I had gone um, then with the Masters, the Hyatt Mendoza, which we actually stayed, the Park Hyatt. We stayed one night at the Park Hyatt. Um, Mendoza had created a master's of food and wine event that our dear friend, chef Andrew Armsby that we've talked about many times on the show was a part of and had some, some friends going. So had this experience to go and, and, and learn more about, about the wines of the region. I was still very young in my uh, kind of my writing career and, and it was, it was, kind of unbelievable. I, I the second that I stepped off the plane in Mendoza, we had flown from staying a few days in Buenos Aires, then I just think that there is a as I've always said, a magical mysticism that you feel from those mountains. I think you feel that a lot here in Hawaii as well. I think yeah. the energy off of off of these mountains makes just adds something to to the place and I don't I don't know really why but then also being there you just find the the gracious kindness and hospitality that is so prevalent in the hispanic culture yeah. just just comes out so beautifully i mean the people are are, are they're beautiful beautiful people yeah, so they are. it was a, a very exciting opportunity to to then be able to take you um staying at one of my most favorite places in the entire world, and then finding a new one that might be a, a new favorite place as well as as a really fun opening night at, at the Park Hyatt.
0: Every place we stayed was stunning. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just start. Kind of can I start with flying? Yeah, yeah. So you know we we, we were in Texas. Uh, we had a few.
1: We did a some few wonderful events, events yeah. with the
0: Arboretum and the Park, Park Cities Club, Club, and we just had a blast. And thank you, NBC Five in yeah. Dallas. But um, so we we get on a plane from Dallas and we fly to Santiago, Chile, and then you, then you jump over the Andes Mountains—a very short flight to Argentina. And I mean, I'm jaw dropping out the window because there's the highest mountain in the Western Hemisphere.
1: Gary loves a good. Uh, he, he's a, a he's window a window seat, seat guy because oh, he do. loves looking out the window. So, so I knew that was going to be a lot of joy for him. And I
0: find that odd because I'm over a three. I'm a three and a half million mile, mile flyer on American. And I, I still want a window seat because I want to know what that looks like there. Yeah. And there's that mountain. I I, 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 don't, I can't even say it, but Akan, I I, I Akakagawa. Can, that something sounds like great. Akakagawa, <laughs> and it's twenty two thousand eight hundred feet, and it feels like we're right there with yeah. it. Yeah, and it was. It's kind of amazing. And
1: we, we and we are. We're flying at twenty eight thousand yeah. feet. I mean, you know, the, the flight's so fast, it didn't get it. It didn't get up it can get up to 40,000
0: feet. It's... Well, let, let me just tap into my mountain oh. knowledge oh, real okay. quick. So the largest uh, known mountain is not on Earth, it's on Mars. The oh. largest known mountain is on Mars. It's called Mount Olympus, and it's 22 kilometers. That's a bit over 72,000 feet
1: uh, Fascinating. Tall. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you don't want to land anywhere near that on that first trip there. The highest mountain above sea level on Earth, of course, is Mount Everest, and it's you know in Nepal and Tibet. It's Just over 29,000 feet. But the tallest mountain on earth is Mauna Kea in Hawaii. From where it starts under the ocean to its very peak is 33,465 feet. Right. But we don't count the ocean, really.
1: Well, and it's interesting because it's 13,000 feet above sea level. Yes. And as I kind of was trying to describe, which we'll get into a little bit more details on mountain heights, but when I was describing what makes... These Argentine wines so interesting, and we're going to talk a lot more about the wines in an upcoming show. But you know, it's like I'm looking at a at a, mount, a 13,000 foot mountain right now. They have vineyards that that are at 9,000 feet. So it's, it's in Argentina. Over, in, in Argentina, yes. so it's over halfway up this glorious mountain we have. Just Mauna Kea looks massive. So to to wrap your head around the fact that vineyards are growing at these incredible heights and what what do both the soils of of that mountain region yeah. bring as well as just what kind of what kind of characteristics does the the elevation give what it adds freshness? It adds acidity. It it you know makes very hot days, ensures very cool nights. All of those kind of parts of the Tawh that really add such character to their wines. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah, there's
0: not a place in America you can do that.
1: Yeah, not,
0: yeah, none. Yeah, not a. And and so we we get there, but the look out the window was great. And yes, I just so, I just yeah, want to say, flying over the Andes to me was always so exotic. <laughs> And then to do it, yes. uh, it was amazing. And so we landed in Mendoza Airport. Here's my first reaction: is Mendoza is really small. It's it's, it's a, a tiny little airport. It's a
1: tiny little airport. Yes. Yeah,
0: and it's got. I think it had three gates or three <laughs> three international gates yes. at least, and that was it. Uh-huh. And so going through customs is like a snap there. Yes. And then we, we and it it's not like you want to spend a day there. Because there's nothing really there and, at the airport.
1: Oh, no. No, it's oh, just tiny. Oh, God, no. And this yes. whole
0: idea that you have to go three hours early for an international flight is ridiculous at the Mendoza Airport.
1: Because you can't, yes, you basically just sit there. I did that. They made me do that on my last trip, and yeah. I just sat there miserable looking at it. Yes, there's nothing. It's a lovely little airport. It gets you from point A to point B. So. Yeah.
0: And which I like. It was just the, It's the fastest airport I've, I've been to in a long time. And then we go to the car rental counter. And I'm not going to say the name of the car rental company, but the car rental company is a, is a major brand around the world. Sure. But the office is hilarious yes. because you literally can't go into the office with your baggage. You it have doesn't to leave fit. It, yeah. it doesn't fit. <laughs> and the door barely creaks open. Yes. And so there's, you know, we realize there's a language barrier. It's okay.
1: Well, and, you know, I kind of do preface this. I... Uh, We were going to rent a car because we had lots of of vineyard excursions. We were going to be kind of all over the place. And silly me, um, I didn't want to hire a driver because I was trying to be as economical as possible. Of course, yeah. And um, I'm thinking, you know, drivers in Napa are you know, whatever, $400 a day and right. we we're there for a week and just, I, I yeah. was not looking to take on that I well, wasn't even
0: thinking about it as an option and, at the time.
1: And, and we rent a car in every town we ever go to and so it was just, you know, of course we're going to do this.
0: And of course, I have a little bit of palpitations because I haven't driven a stick shift gonna, for quite, quite a few years. South and America we're in a foreign also. country yes. and there's a lot of hills. And, but I
1: have lots of GPS. Everything was very mapped sure, out. Sure, we was all ready
0: to go. <laughs> and then he says to us in his broken English.
1: Actually, after he takes our credit <laughs> Card and swipes
0: it, it charges,
1: uh, yeah, and yeah. and what did and, and, his and he said English. uh
0: we're putting we're putting seven thousand uh, dollars against your account he
1: he said, we we're do putting, that with every car he said, we're putting twenty six thousand Argentine pesos against your account, right. and we are like, what? he's like, yeah, it's about seven thousand in hindsight. It's seven hundred US dollars.
0: In hindsight it's seven hundred and that would have been fine.
1: And we would have okay, no. And big it don't.
0: gets reimbursed to you but, back. Uh,
1: yes. But
0: but seven thousand dollars seven thousand dollars. We said no, we're and not gonna I put 7, just pretty
1: much, I said that's you know, this is that's the entire limit of that of our travel card. Right. That's our every hotel stay. No, we're not yeah no. So I of course start, you know, going to. to fight or flight mode and immediately find us a driver through a contact. I reached out to all the different wineries that we were going to visit. Um, got the name of a driver. His name is Gustavo Garantino. He's he great. owns a company called new Dot AR for Argentina. Um, he hooked us up with a driver named Miguel. Miguel. Miguel took us around for our glorious week. I could not recommend these guys anymore. One, Miguel spoke English, which was wonderful. He's the son of a vintner. He has worked in the vineyards most of his life. He has worked in the on the production side. He is now kind of on the hospitality side as a driver. Knows every little nook and cranny. Knows every winemaker. Uh, around yeah. uh, to get around to all of these um, various areas, you know, you think about Mendoza city and then just to get into Lujan de de Coyo, which is kind of the first big area right outside of Mendoza is an hour drive. And then we went down to Uco Valley also, and that's a two hour drive. So it's, it's kind of a haul and, and on roads that aren't necessarily the most well
0: I find that most intersections are not paved. Yes. but the road up to it is paved. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's it was a lot of a lot of dirt roads. Oh, a lot. A lot of gravel. A
0: lot. Yeah, yeah. And so, all the cars are sticks. I didn't see is. an automatic the whole time. Yeah. And most of them are old, but he had a, he had a decent, he had a gr- he very was, clean he t- car. And, and so sweet. He was just fantastic. He was, he
1: was, could not recommend them more. And They'll have, we'll have a link to his website right. up on our. our and
0: I'm just going to say what, uh, and without giving away the price, uh, what you threw around with a Napa driver for yeah. a day, four hundred is is. is actually on the, on the, on the, on the light side, they can even be more than that. Oh, absolutely. This,
1: well, this is, you know, this was just amazing. The beauty of it. We, uh, what, another reason why traveling to Mendoza right now is, is really ideal. And, and it is very sad. The country is in a, a, a very big financial crisis. And, and so there is a lot of, um, poverty and there, there are a lot of, of people seeking jobs, but it, to the American dollar right now, it is highly, highly, highly affordable. Oh, my gosh. It's and, amazing. And that kind of leads yeah. us into our first night, which we did. We stayed um, first night at the Park Hyatt. Loved it. Fantastic hotel. It's as great as I remember it was. But we, I had done lots of research and found our... We wanted to have dinner in the city on our first night. And we found a restaurant named... Azefran. Azefran. Yes. Azefran. And, and we walked to it. Um, and it was right around the corner. We walked right down the street from from kind of, and the Park Hyatt kind of sits right in the center of, of Mendoza's like old town across from a beautiful little park. Um, there is a casino. Gary was very happy. And walked to dinner and had this this whole restaurant concept is that you choose your wine and then you choose your meal. And that's always something they don't have a wine list, you basically go into their wine cellar, and everything is priced out in the cellar. But they want you to see the bottles, see the, you know, see the different vintages, mm-hmm. you know, then you can really make your selection instead of just looking kind of at a stale wine list, which I really mm-hmm. love that I like just that interactive kind of, of opportunity. And it, for me, who who hadn't been to Argentina and you know all of this time and and hasn't really had a lot of exposure to a lot of these wines in the most recent years, it was great to see labels and it's like oh I remember that winemaker and oh yeah. you know and we found a bottle of Walter Brescia's, uh one of his Cabernet Francs and I do love love Walter's wines. I think Brescia's are some of the most beautiful wines from Argentina. Um, had bottle of wine had a flight of wine had. Three course paired dinner, <laughs> and I think our bill was like a hundred bucks.
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> it's very affordable. Oh, it's just amazing, <laughs> and it was fantastic.
0: So they throw meat at you. <laughs> everywhere you go is a slab of meat. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and yeah. if it's not, if it's not a, a big beef ribeye, it's which is everywhere. Ribeyes everywhere. Yeah. Um, big fatty beef ribeyes. Yeah. Uh, very undercooked,
1: but very, but charred on the outside. But charred on and the then, outside, and then very very rare. So
0: their idea of medium rare is to me, to me is massively rare. Yeah, it was. Never, it wasn't
1: pink. It's definitely. It wasn't red.
0: pink. It yeah. was red and, and gushing. Yeah, and I ate every bite of it. <laughs> Listen, I was in a I was in a, a meat co- coma. A meat coma. <laughs> I mean, literally lunch and then and then prosciutto for breakfast and yes. you know ham everywhere. But uh, but really really reasonable places. So listen, I love this little restaurant. I love the uh, what it costs because it was just so shocking and so
1: delicious. And the average
0: tip in Argentina is about ten percent. Yeah. Uh, and so if you tip fifteen percent, that's that's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was and we could walk there. I, I I'll have really forever in my mind what that restaurant looks like because yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. It's a really cool little neighborhood restaurant that's very high rated.
1: Yeah. We were very very pleased. Yeah. It was very fun. Good. Um, we went on, we we had a few days of wine tasting that will kind of come back around. We stayed with, yeah. with in one of the winery guest houses at Chirazas de uh, Los Andes for a night and then went down to Uco Valley. Yes, this was the big
0: trip with a driver.
1: With with Miguel. Yeah. And um, stayed at, at a, a very interesting, really, really cool, beautiful resort. It's, beautiful. It's called the Vines of Mendoza Resort and Spa and kind of the the resort has bloomed out of the concept that their owners started which was basically to kind of create almost i I don't know what if I'd call it a custom crush facility but they basically like it's it. a yeah. 700 plus acre farm that he that their owners and it was started by two gentlemen uh, a guy named Michael Evans, that's from California, as well as an Argentine name, uh, Pablo Jimenez, Re- really, um, in 2005. And it was basically that they wanted to sell different pieces of their land to um, winemakers, to enthusiasts, to uh, you know, no- novices yeah. to then allow those people to be as hands-on or as hands-off as they would like to with the vines of that particular right. of land, whatever they purchase. You can get an acre
0: or a hectare and you can make your own wine.
1: You can make your own wine. Exactly. And, and they have everything planted on this very, very large estate, everything from, from Pinot Noir to obviously Malbec back to every different white yeah, variety cabernet. to a handful yeah. of different yes Cab- a lot of cabernet franc also a lot of Italian varieties so a little bit of everything and so they they this whole idea kind of bloomed out of both their desire to make wine but also to give that opportunity yeah. to to uh, their customers and their guests and then through that this just Gorgeous! It's 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 just a stunning resort and very very high end.
0: At the foot of the Andes. At the
1: foot of the Andes, looking out into the mountains. Um, Got a
0: swimming pool and a spa as you walk very, in. Very yes,
1: um, uh, uh, yeah. nice big hot tub um, set in the middle of a vineyard. Not quite as kind of um, rustic as I think the Cabas is. I like yeah. you know the this is a little bit more plush. I mm-hmm. think. Um,
0: a lot of steel and glass. Yes, um, and, and and concrete.
1: And and, um, the, and
0: the restaurants are indoor-outdoor. Everything's kind of indoor-outdoor. Yes.
1: And the restaurant that Gary is speaking of is Siete Fuegos, which is owned by my dear friend... Francis Mallman,
0: Francis Mallman, which we the great chef.
1: Talked a lot about Francis. You've on, been to his um,
0: house in Uruguay on, and he cooked dinner for you it,
1: with a with not just by myself with many friends, but well, we I wouldn't um, let you go by. Yourself. We did. Um, I had met him when I traveled to Uruguay with uh, with uh, Bodega Garzón a few years ago. We talked about that on the show previously. I love Francis. If you are unfamiliar with his work, he has kind of uh, made his name as a. Uh, kind of a celebrity chef. Um, oh, by, huge! By world famous cooking, um, open on on massive open fires. Yeah. Hence the name, Siete Fuegos or Seven Fires. Seven fires. And um, so their chef toured us around. Francis isn't there. I think he's actually in Miami as a restaurant. In Miami he has has several restaurants in Argentina. Um, obviously, is his hotel and restaurant in um, Uruguay. So he wasn't sadly on property this time, but
0: um, his chef. His chef, we call the Wizard of Fire. So he comes out and gives us a tour of all seven seven fire pits. pits, And they're indoor, outdoor.
1: And he literally looks like a wizard.
0: And he looks like he's. Right out of a Harry Potter movie he has really long black hair With a wizard hat and well, like yeah, a, it's, a, it's
1: like a beret It looks like a
0: wizard hat And a wizard chef jacket All dressed in black And he, he looks and like He has
1: a big mustache and, and It's almost kind of like he's going to say My candy.
0: name is Inigo Montoya <laughs> You killed my brother Prepare to die It's almost like that But oh man And a huge mustache Yeah And just very Argentine and Really fascinating Smiling the whole time yeah. God, you know, just his personal, I had no idea what his personal life is like, because I'm sure he's chefing all day and all night, but... It's got to be, it's got to be, it's there's gotta just got to be some great stories there. It's got to be great. One of the most fascinating looking human beings <laughs> as a chef, if he wasn't a chef, he'd be a famous painter.
1: He'd be a painter. Absolutely. He'd be a painter. Well, any kind yeah. of is because yeah. he paints, you know, every plate is, yeah. a, is an artistic creation.
0: So for you, I mean, they're thrown, once again, every restaurant throws meat yes. at you. You're not, you're not a not beef eater. An, you're not a meat eater. Eat.
1: Yes. Which makes it interesting that I love Argentina so much. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of salmon. Seemed that, that everybody had salmon. <laughs> there was.
0: I think you had salmon three meals in a I, row. I
1: think I did. Yeah. Um, and and some were better than others. We had a, a beautiful uh, meal with the Cheval de Zandés team, that they had done a chimichurri over some grilled salmon that was just. Delicious. Yeah. That was probably my favorite one. Um, His salmon and, was really good, and some nice salads. The greens are always beautiful, and lots of good cheese. Because so, they have their own gardener. Yes, they do. Their produce had, comes um, out of there. All their their produce and everything. But yeah, you know, I'll always find give me some cheese and bread, and I'm happy girl.
0: So, so the the rooms yeah. were fantastic. I mean, the rooms were just these beautiful.
1: Every you know, almost concrete a, steel. Yeah, glass. I think every room is it's like is like a little suite. You have a little sitting room, yeah. with a little kitchenette area, and and you know. By the really way, the cops showers. are going
0: by. It's you hear and the sirens? <laughs> the cops are going they're, by.
1: They're, they're trying to find the Wizard of, <coughs> of Fire. Me. They're um,
0: trying to find the Wizard of Fire, and he's about he's a 20 hours away. It's,
1: yes. They'll, um, but flight. really, really beautiful stay. We'll, we also did um, a tasting and with their lead winemaker and, and learned a little bit more about the winery. That, Like I said, we'll talk more about wine on yeah. an upcoming show. But it was fun because we actually met... Two of the owners that were there, kind of um, discussing their what they wanted to do with with harvest. So we t- tried their wine, which was fine. It was a, a nice kind of opportunity. So
0: it was just it's one of the most beautiful settings. And, and we're going to
1: talk kind of in the next half of the show about the Cava's Wine Lodge, which is in Lujan de Cuyo. Yeah. So if 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 a trip to Argentina is of interest and you're staying in Uco Valley, then I couldn't recommend the vines higher. Yeah. You're going to stay a little bit further north. Then I can't wait to talk about the Cavas
0: well, when we come back on Cogill One and Film a Perfect Pairing, we move uh, for three days at least to the destination Haley's always wanted to take me. She just mentioned the Cavas Wine Lodge, where wild foxes roam the vineyards, a cooking class awaits, and a place on earth that is nothing less than spectacular. And we will be right back.
1: In our travels, we've had the privilege of tasting some of the most delicious wines from all over the world.
0: And we can tell you that the barrier to drinking most great wine isn't the price, it's access.
1: Wine access has been a true game-changer, making it easy to discover and drink the best wines from all around the world, like the 2015 Mendel Malbec, Lujan de Coya, Mendoza, Red... We were talking about Mendoza. We were. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's set in the high ground of Lujan de Cuyo, in the foothills of the Andes, where they first planted fruit on the property in the 1930s. And
0: those are some old vines. Wine Access's dedicated team of experts taste over well, I'm going to say it, twenty thousand bottles every year, offering access to exquisite wines and sakes that taste like they should cost a whole lot more. Whether
1: it's grapes from a family vineyard like the Mendels or a passion project of a legendary winemaker, Wine Access shares a full story of what makes each bottle so special and delivers
0: both wine and its story right to your doorstep. And we want you to discover your new favorite bottle. So we're going to help you. We've arranged this exclusive limited time offer with Wine Access. You'll get 20% off these outstanding wines that are already at a great value. But to get 20% off, you must go now to our special website.
1: That's wineaccess.com. Slash Kogil.
0: For full details, go now to wineaccess.com slash Cogil. C O G I L L.
1: Welcome back to Cogill Wine and Film A Perfect Pairing. Part two of our recent trip to Mendoza, Argentina, where beef and pork are served very liberally, Malbec is poured regularly. And the views from our hotel room usually includes a pretty stellar sight of the Andes mountains. There's the Andes mountains. I I'm they're huge. I they're huge and though it rained a little bit, I was actually kind of glad it rained cuz it gave us a little opportunity to just chill, but there is nothing quite as spectacular, I think, than sitting on your uh, on the rooftop of your casita, one of 17 at the Cava's Wine Lodge, having a glass of wine looking out at the majestic andes mountains set in the middle of a vineyard surrounded by as you know wild foxes mm-hmm. and and all of these gorgeous flourishing vines right before harvest it's it's kind of my happy place yeah.
0: And just, I mean, everywhere you look, it's just grapes hanging off the vine. Yeah.
1: They, it, had, they have a lot of pergola vines kind yeah. of um, as much for show you have to because dodge they are them. beautiful. You have to kind of yeah. walk around and dodge um, them. And especially right now because it is. They're already starting to harvest some of the white wines as well as kind of starting to get into the reds. Really, that'll pick up more in March. Yeah. But but grapes are definitely, we saw a little bit of, um, as I call it, veraison. But as the Frenchman corrected, veraison. I'm so, veraison. I'm
0: so not French. Veraison. <laughs> you hear a lot of French there. Well, in every... Every wine area, we, we had a lot of French talk. Well,
1: there's a lot. Of, um, so if you think about, you know, who, who came to Argentina, and again, maybe one of the reasons I love it, um, a lot like the U.S. It was people that were fleeing someplace because of whatever circumstance. And so it's a lot of Spanish, a lot of Italians, not as many French, but um, there, the French are certainly there now because um, Moet... Hennessy has come in and they did start Shandon Argentina in the I want to say late 70s and then moved in and started Terrazas de los Andes and then partnered with Cheval Blanc for Cheval de Sandes but um, it's a lot of a lot of Italians and a lot of Spaniards that maybe were vineyard workers in Italy or maybe they were they worked in wineries in, in Spain but knew they could never kind of rise above the class system or wouldn't be able to purchase their own vineyards in in Italy. Um, or Spain, and so they they came to Argentina seeking a new opportunity and and a new place, and and so you do have this kind of mix of of really the best of Europeans kind of romance right. countries, right? And, and they've been there a while, and now they've been and they've there established. exactly, and and they've established themselves as as really some of the the finest producers, I think, in the world. I think that there is. There are so there's so many interesting things about wine in Argentina right now that that makes it much more than just malbec though the malbecs right. are are fantastic they
0: are fantastic um, and I was surprised to learn and we'll, we'll get into wine on another show but yeah. that, that a lot of it was a is a Bordeaux style blend
1: everything is a blend yes, yes. the, the Argentine I thought it was just can,
0: drinking big fat 100 percent malbecs no no
1: no they 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 have a very graceful touch with understanding the, the, how to blend. Usually Malbec leads. Yeah. Um, but yes, there's usually Cabernet Sauvignon in there. There's usually a little cap prong, yeah. uh, you know, maybe a little bit of Merlot, not as, as much, but they're, they're definitely, uh, and, and they work the vintage to their advantage. There's no set. It has to be, you know, 50% this or 30% that if it's, if one grape variety does better that year than another, then, they just make the make the blend that they need to. So,
0: so we, we enter Cava's Wine Lodge. It's an 18-room...
1: 17, casitas. 17, yeah.
0: casitas. And they all kind of pop up in the middle of the vineyard. So you have your own entrance. It's very private, yeah. It's, <coughs> excuse me. It's very, very private. And then you go in. The room's beautiful. And there's a fireplace in your room. Yeah. Although this trip, for us, it's their summertime. It's right. It's yeah. right before harvest. But there's still so. snow all over the Andes. Yeah. And you know the lower levels are dry. But, but it's still... But it's harvest, and so it's a different time of the year for them, and uh, and uh, but these rooms are magnificent, and they're rustic, but yet the you know but the very sophisticated. The beds are beautiful and huge, right. and the, and the covers are great, and the sheets are great, and. The bathrooms are really cool, and they have—they really all have rain, rain showers, showers. And, and they have outdoor showers. They have an
1: alfresco shower. Yeah. They, every I like every a casita. In I alfresco. Know you do. Um, every casita has its own little plunge pool. You do have the the an upstairs um, kind of lanai area with, another, with fireplace. another fireplace and a little kind of um, day bed for lounging, you know, or sunbathing. Um, there's a little sitting area in every room. There's a really great tub in every the clawfoot tub in every room. Yeah, there is. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and and it is. It's all stone. The the casitas inside are all stone, and then um, kind of decorated with with some very classic kind of. I, I think almost like the like what a gaucho would wear. Those kind of yeah. um, um, covers. Everything has kind of a, a rustic, the you know, or a, or an animal. Kind of rug, Very ranch something. style. Or not yeah. ranch
0: style, but very ranch. You know, the the furnishings are very yeah. ranch esque. Um, on, a, on a really high on level. And
1: it is a Relais Chateau okay. property. And so it definitely has the sophistication and luxury yeah. um, kind of resort element. Um but with that kind of very welcoming, warm kind of character that that i i just I just adore
0: and they have a wine tasting every night
1: they do so um, and it was started in i it, probably fifteen years ago um by two, cc and martin they're um kind of. It had been in the hospitality and the, the hotel industry for their careers before kind of coming together. And this really did start as a, as a passion project. It's where I, I stayed for a few nights on my last trip and they had only been open maybe a year or two at that point. Um, and so all, everything that we saw that was so grown up and so lush and all the plants that had that were flourishing. Oh, the so vines it, are huge now. Were, yeah. were smaller then. So that was kind of cool just to see how how it's changed. Um, and, and really everything is you have uh, your breakfast is included and it's a very kind of continental European style um, breakfast uh, with, every, with champagne. Always I had the most it.
0: unusual egg benedict I've ever had. Because it was, usually it's two, but yeah. it was one. <laughs> but instead of a big slab of meat, it was a hash brown inside, yeah. a handmade hash brown. Yeah. Under the poached egg,
1: I think there was some meat in there too, and there
0: was bacon. Yeah,
1: there. there is. Still there's, <laughs> yeah, there's meat everywhere.
0: Yeah, and um, fresh fruit everywhere. The fresh fruit was yeah. just
1: beautiful, and um, and then you dinner is you have the option of having dinner there. Uh, it, a Lovely three course dinner every night. Their sommelier does a complimentary wine tasting, um, which you can take advantage of every single night. And Basically, he just goes and chooses three bottles and walks you through. What their kind of characteristics are. Mm-hmm. Um, we took advantage of it on the last night, which was very fun. Um, they have a nice little kind of living room style bar area that um, we sat and played cards one night yeah. and had cocktails. That was our
0: deal. Um, We'd play cards at night, and
1: yeah. um, and then one night it it poured down rain, and so we actually took advantage of of their outdoor um, kind of lanai seating. And and played cards in the rain, which was really fun, yeah. and had had a few glasses of wine, uh, um, uh,
0: more than a few. Yes, yeah, because we were walking to our room carefully. Yes, yeah. Um, but and- we, we, so we, <laughs> and there was foxes, so we have a couple pictures. But I remember we're just walking out, and there's a, a gray fox. It was, you know, you're in another country, and so animals look a little different from time to time. We'd see these little furry things crawling around too. That looked like little koala bears. I wasn't quite (laughs) sure what they were. They were real tiny, like a cross between a squirrel and a koala bear. And then, uh, um, but the foxes that stopped in the middle, uh, just right in the middle of the path and like look at them. And they're pretty good size. Yeah. But they're cool.
1: Yeah, And I guess they
0: run wild everywhere. They were. All leading up to... A great cooking class. So
1: another nice opportunity that they offer their guests that we did take advantage of was with their chef and our interpreter, who was one of their waiters, who was just adorable and charming uh, because the chef only speaks Spanish. Um, it was an outdoor cooking class by a fire pit that they had lit. They had um, kind of an area set up for us He at a table and and. And I say we were seated at kind of a lower, um, at a a table kind of looking up, but then we got up and got our hands dirty and got into the fire pit. Got the fire pit with them. And learned how to make. uh, With this big
0: cast iron. Yeah. Cast
1: iron cooking, as well as just putting vegetables directly into the the fire, very Francis Mallmann esque, um, to really get them charred. And um, you know, we learned how to make classic beef empanadas, as well as a nice little vegetarian one. Making empanadas
0: and, was great, and they were delicious. And
1: they were delicious. The dough was delicious. That's you know, and I like that they were baked because sometimes um, we think of an empanada more as a fried pie, yeah. but the kind of classic way to do it in Argentina is as a baked um, real flaky and delicious yeah. um lots of lard used in there <laughs> there's a lot of lard but then you know he also did a, a a gorgeous kind of just mushroom presentation which we love mushrooms so much and don't have them as much
0: here as we would like to and so that was so good. here's what he did he slices these mushrooms big heavy chops too mm-hmm. they weren't diced really. no tiny. well
1: you, mushrooms have so much water you need to have <clears> them. yeah yeah
0: yeah because there's so much water in them. and then he throws some oil in a pan in a in a in a cast iron over the flame, throws the mushrooms in there, and then does like four big scoops of cream cheese. Well, is that what it was? No,
1: it was like it was it was crema. So it wasn't it it. I think that it was like a heavy. It was like a on its way to cream cheese. I right. think it was like crema. Right. So it wasn't cream. It wasn't heavy cream, and it wasn't cream cheese. Yeah, but it, was, it wasn't runny. I mean, you yeah. scoop it out. And well, and he actually he let the the mushrooms char. Right. Um, For a good bit, so they actually kept their integrity. And then he added the cream, and then he added mustard. mustard. And the Dijon mustard had the nice little acidity to cut through the richness of the cream. And and then, but
0: super rich.
1: And it was a very rich. That topped Gary's. I think you actually had chicken for that meal, and I had salmon. (laughs)
0: Oh, it was more oh, salmon, salmon. <laughs> because the options. Oh, uh, you don't you don't need the meat though. <laughs> uh, we have some we lovely have some salmon. salmon.
1: <laughs> it was great. It was great. We had a, a really fantastic time at the Kavas. I, I, it's r- perfect location if you are tasting in, in Lujan de Coya just because it is right next to. Um, Paul Hobbs's Vina Cabos that we did a tasting with. It's right down the road from Tarazas. It's right down the road from Atchival Ferreira. It's right down the road from Matravini. Um, right down the road from Mendel, which they had just done a wine tasting with Mendel. So it was actually really great. We tried um, the uh, Mendel Simeon, which is kind of, I found to be a new variety for, for I haven't had a lot of Semillon from, from Argentina. I've had a lot of Sauvignon Blanc. I've had a lot of Tarantas. I think I was actually um, a little bit Happy that we didn't have uh, Torontos is an interesting variety it 's a white variety that I think has a very floral aroma and then a high acid kind of palate and it's great with like sushi or you know great Thai food or Asian kind of cuisines. Um, but it's not something that I really want to sit around and drink all day. So right. I was actually really excited to find some of the other white wines, like a really, lo- this lovely Mendel Simeon that we had with lunch and, and interesting. It was good. Uh, Interesting. Chenin Blanc. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Las Perdices is doing an Albarino now. And so it was kind of nice to try some of these different, uh, varieties that, that we love, but, but I wasn't sure we were going to really find down there. So that was great.
0: You know what? And I remember this too, at the last minute, Yeah. um, he, he, he sliced the pepper in half, and then you know, bored it out, out little, all scooped the, out all, all stuff, the seeds, all the seeds and stuff, and and uh, and it was like a multicolored, not a green pepper or it was, a red pepper. It was going oil. to red, yeah. It was going, just like it, it, was, it, was, it was. It was a red pepper that varaison. wasn't quite.
1: It was going through Variation. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs>
0: through verison, <laughs> and and sliced it in half, and then and then put it on the grill because it's going to hold its its weight. And then in, what do he put inside oh, of it? Put he, an egg, inside. He, he cracked an egg, crack egg, an egg in each of them. Yeah. And so the egg just. You put c- a little
1: olive oil in the bottom of the pepper. Oil, and, and, and the peppers are sitting cut side face up. Right. Um, and then almost like as a little vessel. It's a
0: vessel to crack an and egg put in. Put a little salt and, and pepper
1: inside, a little olive oil, and then cracked an egg, and then just let those eggs sit there and cook while the pepper kind of charred on the outside and cooked the egg on the inside and then served that as as kind of one of our little starters. It was just fantastic. Well, and now I'm completely like, because we love, I love red peppers, but now I'm like, I want to do that with avocado, especially our Hawaiian avocados with the seed, like the seeds on these avocados here are the size of an egg. So if you cut an avocado, one of our great Hawaiian avocados in half and then put that you know you have a vessel cut side up
0: yeah put it on, on a an grill or a flame frame, yeah.
1: and then just yeah. cook an egg in there i think
0: that <sighs> works Okay, you had a trip to the spa and so did I.
1: I did. Did you love it? I did. (laughs) I had had two massages that were very, very fantastic. That's right. You went back for a second. I did because it's, again, so affordable that it was kind of hard not to. So really lovely spa. All their products are made from olive oil that, you know, it's all this locally grown olive oil-based product. Um, that they use in their spa. So, yes, give me a 90-minute massage any day,
0: and I'm a happy girl. Man, that was, it. and the prices are just, yes. like, because... But Gary
1: had a... So I had a manicure, pedicure, a mani, and I haven't had
0: my uh, uh, toes done in years. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm all glossed over, and they're perfect.
1: Yes, so yeah. again, I don't really... have to.
0: Imp- I'm not impaling you anymore. I'm very glad that, that we toenails. need to we
1: need to do that more often. And then
0: look at my nails. They I look know. Good, honey, they? You,
1: yes, your hands look great. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, we've rambled on enough. Oh, I love it. <laughs> we can't wait to go back to the Cava's. It's both the vines in Uko Valley and then the Cava's Wine Lodge and C A V A S, and, um, and Lucien de Koya. Yeah. We'll have more information, obviously, on both of these on yeah. our website.
0: Wouldn't that fun? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for uh, sharing that with me. I got to go with you, finally. I'm
1: very glad we did. It was really special. We'll have much more on all the wines, though, coming up.
0: Next time on Cogill Wine and Film a Perfect Pair, we're going to dive into the details of the wines of Mendoza. And that includes some tasty Malbecs, Bordeaux blends, along with a few delicious white wines that I think really, really surprised us. Exactly.
1: But for more in our discussion today, follow our blog on CogillConsulting.com or through Facebook Follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill. And to see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter
0: at Dallas Uncorked. With that, I'm Gary Cogill, and I'm always looking for the next great film. I'm
1: Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine.
0: Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. Aloha. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart but then, there are moments that remind us to be more human.
1: Thank you for calling Amika Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an
0: accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amika, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amika. Empathy is our best policy. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. Nothing extra